0: Well, 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 we have made it. This is the half century of the State Shifters podcast and if you're joining me uh, for this very special episode, thank you. Um, it's been quite the journey. You know, we're just over three years in. Uh, really, this started back in uh, 2017. I left my corporate job and decided to fly out to Canada, Toronto, Ontario to be exact. And on my way over there, I uh, stopped in Sydney, stopped by Sydney because uh, that's where my connecting flight was to get out to Canada. And I, and I spent five days in sydney hanging out with one of my best friends josh collins um who we traveled all through canada and north america together after our semester abroad on exchange and you know we were chatting about some of the the deeper spiritual truths that we we always do when we hang out and i told him i was like mate josh we got to we got to start a podcast mate we got to get this thing up and going people would get value from our conversations and you know a little after about a month after I arrived in toronto i I called him up and i said man let's 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 record our first chat, let's do our first podcast and I remember you know just having my iphone headphones in and and just jumping on a call with Josh and just, us just just having a conversation like we normally would um one episode turns into ten and then all of a sudden i I started to just flow with connecting and bring different guests on with all the people I was meeting along my journey and to reflect on how far I've come in that time in the three and a half years since I started this it's uh It's really amazing to be able to come back and and create something special and share my insights on my journey through a medium such as podcasting. And I've learned so much from this and met some amazing people from this. So if you're listening to this, uh, thank you. It means so much to know that you're getting insight from my content. Um, And in this episode, I've reconnected with Josh. You know, he was in Sydney. Um, I'm in Perth right now. And we did what we normally do when we started this just talk about the things that, that really matter, the truths, our feelings and and life. And I know you're going to get a ton of value out of this because i got a ton of value out of this. So guys, if there's anything in the episode that resonates with you, please reach out. We'd love to hear from you. And if you want to learn more about what I'm up to, check us out on, on Instagram at State Shifters. and I'll leave you to it. This was a special occasion for me and Josh and I'm glad you get to share this with us. So without further ado... The 50th episode of the state shifters podcast welcome to the state shifters podcast a show dedicated to helping you discover your true potential through connecting the mind body and soul josh collins mate this is a very special occasion this is a big time. This is our 50 episodes of the State Shifters podcast, man. And it's, uh, it's, it's a real honor to have you back on here because we kicked things off back in, it was uh, probably October of 2018, I believe. We had our first episode, uh, 2017, actually. I
1: think it was, it might be than that. Yeah,
0: yeah. And for those who've been around since day one, the old State Shifters podcast, it was me and you for probably the first 10, 10 episodes. Yeah, I think so. Um, and this I- idea of starting this podcast, like the the inception of State Shifters podcast, came about when I was just left my corporate job and I was on my way over to Canada. I stopped by to visit you in Sydney, and I said, "Mate, we we should record our conversations. We're having some deep, insightful conversations here." I don't know if you remember, mate. Um, of course. Yeah, and I was like, "Dude, we've got to get this, to get this podcast up and going." And then the minute I got to Canada, it was the first thing on my list to do. And here we are, fifty episodes later, man, and it's uh, it's it's been quite the journey. So I just want to thank you so much for being being on here for the for the half century. How are things in your world, mate? Oh, good, mate. Well, I, I tell you what, it was it was humble beginnings, and to see
1: to see the uh, the types of people you've had on since me, it makes me feel like a bit of a, a small fry. I think in the in the in the grand scheme of things, but I'm very uh, it was an honour to be part of you know where it all started. I've been a uh, i've been good mate i've been good i've been in lockdown like everyone else but um i'd say thriving i've been thriving in lockdown
0: oh i'm, ex- I'm excited to explore yeah. into that mate i'm very <laughs> excited to hear what's been thriving and uh, i will say even though we've had i've uh, had some pretty amazing guests on here bro that there's been our a couple of our episodes were some of the most listened to episodes out of all of them um one of them in particular was uh was spiritual growth and romantic relationships. Um, that episode stuck out. I think that's that's one of the second most listened to episodes. So for those who who want to go back and listen to that one, I think that's probably back around twenty twenty one. Yeah, I'll have to check that. Oh well, it's, yeah.
1: it's nice to yeah. I've I've gone back and listened to a few of them over the years, and it's uh it's funny it's funny in this. I think I was talking to someone the other day, thinking about this type of medium because obviously podcasts are so popular now. There's it's like. I know you edit them, but it's, it's fairly unedited. You know, we come mm. in unprepared. We just have a conversation you go back and listen, you go, I wonder what, like what I was thinking on that day impacted how, you know, how I presented the, the message and what I was thinking at that time. It's interesting to go back and like, look at you know, the even the progression over the last three years.
0: Dude, hundred percent. And even just our lives in general. Like I remember the first few episodes, the, most of the first few episodes I didn't even have a job at the time. I just arrived in Canada. I just left a corporate job in in a full transition. I remember at times going to sit in that forest behind, uh, behind my girlfriend's place in Mississauga in Ontario. And I remember meeting, just meeting random people and I would inspire ideas and we would chat about it on the, on the call. And um, now to reflect on how much life can shift in three years, bro. Like, you know, they, they say we overestimate what we can achieve in one year, but underestimate what we can achieve in three years. And And I, I do I do believe that. Like the three the three year vision, like if you can think big, it's totally doable. I mean, like where have you come in three years, like what's shifted in you?
1: Hey, like yeah, it's way right. well look at yeah, you're you're proof of that, eh? Hey? Look at that. look how much how much change you've had. I'm I, you're right, I'm I'm the same. I've still had like it may not look at, I don't think from when I if I look at it in a short like short view, but if I look at it a bit more zoomed out, yeah, I've changed I've changed heaps. Um, not, not just in personal, but in work as well. The amount I've learned from people that I've been working with or that are, that are working for me. And like, I get to see, I, don't know, I get to see a different side of life. I'm not like not in the same aspects as you and not on the same path, but I get to, I get to look at, I don't know, people's growth from a different perspective, which is, mm. it's, it's cool.
0: Yeah, dude. And since, you know, since this whole coronavirus thing has, has kind of unfolded, that people have been, forced into growing in in new ways in in unexpected ways and at the time of this recording we're still kind of in the midst of the the lockdown and and Sydney probably is a little bit more harsher on the restrictions than we are here in Perth but nonetheless it's been pretty intense probably four four to eight weeks for for most people around the world um, going through lots of lots of inner growth and some people maybe still in the in the storm of their own um, emotional turmoil that some this is brought up for a lot of people and I'm not, I, i'll be honest it's brought up some stuff for me as well having to shift and adapt the way i go about living my life you know things such as like going to the gym and, and all these other areas now affected but for a lot of people work is the main thing that's been affected fortunately mm-hmm. you still have a job you're still working but like what have you noticed has been some of the effects on your end in terms of working from home and how people have responded to that
1: yeah also i think i'm still talking about it from a position of privilege because obviously i've still got a job i've still got a place to live like i'm still comfortable no one that i know of or as close to has you know fallen sick so from that perspective i suppose my challenges are relatively small but still i think challenges i'm still the majority and i think a lot of those small challenges people still struggle with like like what you're saying small things like out of routine that i can't go to the gym can't go outside as, as easily. Working from home, like all these small things that we take for granted in the ev- like every day, I think people people do tend to struggle with. And I think what you always talk about is it's connection, man. People struggle without without connection. I think people underestimate how much like how important it is in their lives that they can just they can just talk, like go up and talk to people, or like get to have conversations with people. Yeah, see family members on it, like whenever they want. It's funny when you like you get to times like this, and people, I think it's like you don't know what you've got till it's gone. But I feel like in particular, I was reflecting on this the other day and I say I was, I'm say I'm thriving because I feel like all of the internal, like inner work that I've put in across like the last seven, eight years has culminated in the ability to deal with trauma more effectively. Like trauma and, and you know, like depressions like this in society doesn't seem to have as much of an effect because I've done so much inner work over the last like seven, eight years. Mm. Um, and I can just kind of, I just take it as another, it's just another thing that happens. Like it's not good or bad. It's just, it's just an event and it's, it's it's the person that labels it as a bad situation. And as I said, I'm still in a privileged position where it hasn't impacted me greatly. So maybe I'll change my tune then. But from where I'm sitting right now, I still see that I have the power to impart my impression on the situation, not the situation impression, like impressioning me. So I've been I've been accepting everything that comes, man. I'm I'm enjoying the work from home. I get the dog. The dog sits next to me all day. It's, you take your dialing back to the simple things. Like like I just see my life right now, very simple, and I'm happy I'm happy with that. I might lose my luxuries of being able to go outside whenever I want. But that's not necessarily a bad thing. You've always been a simple
0: man. But... <laughs> In the best sense of the word. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Well, dude, I, even when and when we grew up in Perth together, man, you know it's um we didn't do anything too extravagant to have fun. I remember uh, I was down at the park the other day, and I've been taking back to simplicity as well the things that I used to do for fun as a kid, which was go down the park and kick the football around.
1: And I've seen your videos at Winthrop Park, yeah, surrounded and, uh, by the
0: pine trees. I was down there this morning with uh, yeah. another good friend of ours, Alex Castello, who's a semi-pro footballer. Um, down there, back, back down there this morning with him training and thinking, wow, this is back to what I grew up doing as a kid before all the distractions and all the the pressures of you got to make a living. You got to, you got to thrive in the world before that, before all that, as a kid, what do we do? We just went and had yeah. fun, played. And I'm finding myself re- going back to that and I'm getting a lot of peace from, from doing that. And I reflected on all our years growing up, like down at the cricket nets, just, just for hours down there playing in, in, in the afternoons and if anything, that's been my main lesson from this man is like after coming back from Toronto after the last couple of years, you know, really going all in on like trying to start a business and grow and, and evolve. You can't forget to just have fun and fun is sometimes in the, in the simple things that we, we don't need to go out to restaurants and bars and clubs and, and, and spend lots of money doing lots of things. It's, it's found in the simple things, maybe staying at home, playing some games with your family, whatever that is. Tell me more about some, some of the simple activities you've been doing that you've found pleasure in
1: oh, mate, on a work related one I've actually found even my work life has been more I don't know not simple but less pressurized like I've actually felt it I think most of it comes from internal pressure you get you put on yourself in order to meet expectations of boss or whoever it might be but I think the home aspect has actually made my client relationships really nice because you get to see everyone at a in a home setting and you get to realize that behind the facade of like the work relationship, everyone's just a person Mm. and you're just dealing, like you get to see people at home in a t-shirt and like a beanie when you know, you usually see them in a suit or whatever. Yeah. And you're like, wow, they're just people at the end of the day. Like, even if, even if in a pressured situation, they come across to you as slightly hostile or, you know, trying to blame or whatever it is, you can see it as it's just kind of a sheet on top of their actual personality. And it's not really, it's not really them. And you see them sitting at their, at their desk at home. You're like, well, like, I wonder what they do on the weekends. Like what, what are they, who are they behind this person at work? So I've actually, I've actually, it's, it's benefited my work a lot. Cause I've been able to have get a bit more, have more personal contact with my, the people I work with at like internal and external to the company, which has been, it's been fun. I've actually enjoyed that aspect of it. Um, but what else have I been doing, man? Simple stuff, I get to take the dog for a walk every day. I take it down to the dog park that's one of my one of my few trips outside of the house yeah I mean they just um dogs are a great example of not taking anything personally It's just you know mm-hmm. she's happy as long as she's running running an empty field and then I sit down at my coffee man that's honestly it's like it's been very humbling like to get back to to basics
0: yeah, what about you dude I've been uh I've been trying to balance this uh this 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 interesting dynamic between um because like right now I, I still take a lot of calls at home, right? Like doing a lot of a lot of coaching and that kind of stuff. And I'm noticing if I don't take the time out to to manage and be with um my emotions, um, I notice it can start to drain my energy. So I've split up like my day into prioritizing three um core practices rituals or or, or routines around emotional management, meaning like letting go of emotions, emotional clearing, energetic clearing, whatever you want to call it, physical, you know, physiology, moving the body, doing some sort of movement practice, and then mental, where where it's more of a mindfulness practice, whether that's going out for a walk, sitting out in nature, reading a book, or even just like starting to become more present and aware of the thoughts that I'm having and finding this like nice balance between doing, going deep into a, a deep meditation or something that allows me to connect back with my emotional body and, and let go of whatever emotions i may be hanging on to um throughout the day and then combining that with you know some movement to get my energy up and then slowing down and going for walks uh, I've, I've got a lot of value out of that and going back to the park either just bringing an Eckhart Tolle book and just going back to the old parks i used to go to and just sit and, and read and, and slow slow things down i might do my natural tendency is is one of like driving forward like what 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 can i do next i need to do more i got to speed things up how can we get this done quicker yep. and that that is like a i'm prone to anxiety if i don't prioritize these practices yeah you know um
1: and, and, i i saw a lot from like when you were in bali a lot of your content shifted i think towards being more present with like yeah not so much future like you, you it seemed like a lot of your internal thinking was around like how can i be more present yeah like stop focusing on gain Uh, i I found that i found that i found that nice i was like it was nice to see that you Mm. had that kind of small realization again while you were there sometimes you just need those reminders yeah
0: because because you know where it came from man it was like when i got to bali so for those that don't know i was in bali for just just under a month just before i got home just before this whole lockdown thing happened and living in bali and working in bali it was like a dream that i'd put down on my goal list when I was in my corporate job. Like I, that was what I dreamed about. To be able to live the nomadic life out in Changu, just like on the scooter, like, you know, whipping out the laptop and just yeah, okay. sipping on coconuts all day. And yeah. I did it. And I was like, yeah, this is fucking awesome. But what I realized was I still had shit days. I still was dealing with the same emotions, the same, block, the same blocks that were getting in my way of really feeling peace and joy and, and love for this moment. If anything, I had, I had probably harder days out there because my routine was so out of whack. I had my girlfriend with me. We we're jumping around from different accommodations and Airbnbs, trying to find places to get good Wi-Fi. And it was like, some days it was like really stressful. And I realized that, dude, this isn't, this isn't what we want. People think it's what we want. We think it's the travel. We think it's like, oh, once we get the, the online job and we can travel the world and live in Bali, then life's set. That's, we got it. But it's, it's not. And if you chase that, thinking that it's going to give you the, the, end, the end goal, which is actually to feel what? To feel elevated emotions such as peace, love, joy, passion, freedom. We're actually chasing the emotions. It was a really, really great reminder for me that, that what, what we want, we actually already have on the inside. And the primary focus or the, the priority in life is to cultivate it from the inside before expecting anything outside to give it to you. And Mm -hmm. yeah, it it kind of, it kind of pulled me back inward. It it like again, reversed me inward to slow things down because why are we in a rush? Where where are we in a rush to get, why am I in a rush? Where are we trying to get to? (laughs) And the minute I slow down, whenever I slow down, that's when everything seems to just happen things evolve, things, the business picks up, you know, things, things start happening more effortlessly. Uh, so that's, it's all, that's always my lesson, man. And it's always my lesson to, to, to spend some time just just slow down. And I get the sense for, for someone like yourself, it's always, you know, you operate a little bit differently. Like your, your mind works a little bit differently, probably because you've been brought up differently where like you're, you're never, you never seem to be in a rush. And some people are <laughs> like that. <laughs> and you know, that's where we get to learn from, from you or people, maybe people who are like me can learn, from people like yourself and ultimately like there's no right or wrong way to live life like we all get to choose how we want to live life mm. but life is only happening in, in one place and it's this well I find that I, I think you should count yourself very fortunate
1: that you managed to learn that lesson at 25 and not 65 because some people spend their whole life chasing for what they think they want and then they get there at 65 and realize they've taken their whole life to get somewhere that doesn't actually get them give them anything Hmm. the fact that you've learned that at 25 means that you've got now 60 70 you know it's 150 years left in you
0: mate mate wait till i'm an old pensioner <laughs> 90 years old sitting with my joint just taking taken in life right. thinking we've mate this is it that's it but how you, slow I mean, would things be
1: you've got to live bloody 70 years of freedom not not having to chase you know the carrot at the end of the segment brother
0: I, brother I will i will add something to that I, I will slow down and add something to that because it's when I got back from Bali, life gave me a, a, a big lesson again. I so I was slapped with two big lessons in a short space of time, and, and I just said, "Oh yeah, when I get to a pension age, then I could then I will be real slow." But <laughs> dude, we don't. I don't. We don't even know if we we're gonna make it tomorrow. Yeah, it's true. it's true. And that that lesson was given to me through, you know, a, a really close friend of mine who I was going to be spending a lot of time with who was going to be a part of this journey with me of getting old together. You know, I would have been my mate for a long, a long time who was taken, taken from me in a, in a motorbike crash. Mm. It's a similar path as us, you know, like it was, it was a, into all the same stuff. Like I was doing breath work with him at the beach and to, to lose someone. So it's like, so abruptly like that was like the ultimate reminder that like, we, we, we don't know what's going on, man like there's something far greater than us at play here behind the scenes. And, and we think we're in control of, I'm going to fucking quit my job and travel the world. I'm going to be, when I retire, I'm going to do this. Like, yeah, we don't know. Yeah. No, Life, that's true. Life's got it. Life's got its own way of evolving and, and, and flowing. And um, I feel like the minute we can become, make peace with that, like, like we actually don't know yeah. what's really going on.
1: I feel like that's a, that's a good, like something that I think a lot of people struggle with. You losing a close to close friend, time like we're in now where you know potentially hundreds of thousands of people are going to die that dealing with that trauma and that I've spoken about it before but people that are associated with these people that have died and feel these emotions what's the like what's the like why me and how do you get rid of that how do you get rid of that personal attachment to the situation you know I mean obviously you need to mourn and you need to take that time mm. but then how do you move past that and understand that it's not personal. It's not. It's not the universe having a go and taking right. someone from you. Like, how do you move? How do you, How do you move past that? Or how have you dealt with it?
0: Mm. I, I did. I did a post the other day. Um, yeah, it was called "There's Purpose in Your Pain," and no matter how painful the the loss is, or how painful whatever this experience is bringing up for us, you know, for for other people, coronavirus, losing jobs and whatnot, bringing up a lot of pain. But there's always a reason for it. We, and, and maybe we don't know, like, we don't know. Why did Nathan die? I, I don't know. Why did, why did, why did he have to, why did this happen? He was, he was on good path. Like all these questions, right? The mind creates, but we don't know. We, we don't trying to figure out what the purpose is in the midst of the pain. Um, sometimes there's no point trying to think, figure that out. We just got to have faith and trust, that mm-hmm. there is a greater purpose. And whatever we're learning through that pain is going to serve us down the line in maybe helping someone else through some pain or it's going to equip us with the exact lessons we needed for our soul to evolve because I truly believe that's what we're here for man to spiritually evolve through learning the lessons that life's trying to give us. Yeah. And when we, you know, I'm a, I do believe in reincarnation and I believe when we do reincarnate, will we put into another physical form based on, the next set of lessons we need to learn. And if we don't learn the lessons in this lifetime, then guess what? We, we relive. We relive another lifetime where we have to learn the same lessons. And, and right now, a lot of people have been woken up to, to learn some big lessons in pain. Like, you know what I mean? The, the larger the pain, the greater the lesson.
1: If you're willing to, if you're willing to learn.
0: Yeah, <laughs>
1: yeah. <laughs> that, reminds, that reminds me of that, as that saying about the, I told you before, the man in the woods, where his friend gets shot with an arrow.
0: Great one. Yeah, remind us of this one, mate. Uh,
1: two boys walking through the woods. One gets shot with an arrow. And the first question the guy asks is, like, where did the arrow come from? Who shot the arrow? His mate's lying on the floor. In agony, he's been shot in the shoulder. You know, who shot the arrow? Why are they shooting him? why did they shoot my friend? When the guy on the floor is just thinking, just get the arrow out of me. Hmm. Like... Doesn't matter who shot it, doesn't matter where it's come from. Like, I'm in pain, let's focus on getting rid of the pain. I feel like that's like I went through that a heap of times, and I don't know why I don't know why it's in particular, but that analogy really helped me to think about like it's not actually helpful in dealing with the pain to question why. Like, the why doesn't matter a lot of the time, mm-hmm. and you might like you can, there might be people now who they've lost their job and their colleague kept theirs. And they'll say, why did I lose my job? Why didn't they lose theirs? Am I not good enough? Like The company needed me more. Like, I feel like there's two different ways to look at it. You can either embed yourself in that pain and keep questioning why, generating a feeling of unfairness or the universe trying to get at you or the life trying to get at you, or you can go down your path where you choose to justify it in a fashion that aids in your growth and helps you move forward. Like at the end of the day, I see it a little bit differently. I see the universe, universe's actions as inherently neutral, like everything else in life, even to the level of death. It's not picking death. You can look at it as random. It's then up to you how you justify it. Some people choose to justify a job loss by saying, ah, the boss didn't like me. They had a vendetta that person had a a closer relationship or you can justify it in a different manner and say, this is the thing that needed to happen. You might not have the, you might not have a clear future reason, but it's a, it's a nicer way to justify it. In my opinion, it's a much more peaceful way to justify it.
0: Hmm. Well said, man. Well said. So if someone's in the midst of their pain right now, whatever it is, maybe, maybe this, this, And we're all going through through it. Like I I will admit, like there's some days I'm like I'm feeling as well. I'm feeling I'm just feeling off for no reason. Like Mm -hmm. feeling down, you know. Like and I say some days I do all the practices. I do all the meditation and exercise, and I'm still just feeling off. And accepting, like you said, the neutrality of of the universe. That yeah, maybe some days we're gonna feel shit and we don't know why. Yeah. And that's okay. There's a lot. There's a lot of peace that comes from that.
1: Yeah, that's right.
0: I feel like I feel like um it's a,
1: a lot of it has to do with the difference between the universe versus people's expectations of the universe. I, I term universe universes in just life, like yeah. what's happening external to me. And I think people are very logical and they see the world in sequential order. Like even like when you're looking at the future, you're I, uh, if I do this, I achieve this like one plus one equals two. That's not how the universe operates. It's random sporadic. It's non-sequential, non-linear things happen all over the place for no apparent reason. And I think you have to understand that the universe isn't going to fit into your logical bubble that you live on a day to day. I think like that's where I think the separation starts is, can you be okay with the feeling of not knowing or not having control? And that's where I think all these spiritual ideas spawn from is it's a faith in a higher purpose of some kind. Can you relinquish control of your personal situation to then help justify painful situations in your life. And I, I I truly believe that if you look at people who follow a spiritual journey or a spiritual or religious path, you'll find on average, they are more peaceful because they just have reasons of justification that don't exist in the realm of the world. Hmm. So there's not, there's, there's no clinging. There's no, there's no resisting anything in the world because it doesn't matter. It's like, there's a higher purpose or a plan or whatever you want to, however you want to term it. I forgot what I was talking
0: about, but that no, was my man. point. Thanks for sharing that. It made a lot of sense. And um, yeah, again, I keep getting pulled back to faith and trust, man. That's, that's really the, the key. Like when, if you are living a spiritual life, which chances are people listening to this are whatever your spirituality is, whatever you believe in it, it's faith. Having faith that, yeah, I don't know the reason why this is happening, but I know there is a reason that I don't need to understand because our limited minds can't understand the, the vastness of, of what's going on. Yep. But that's where faith comes in.
1: Yeah. And I feel like it's not even, to be honest, I feel like it's not even the faith that, like, that helps. Like, the faith is a gateway in order for your actions to guide you towards a more fulfilled life or a more positive life. Because without without the faith, you're blocked on the level of the world. Mm. You're blocked in the day-to-day. You're looking at bad and good. If you say, none of that has anything to do with me, I'm not, I'm not the decision maker in what's a good day and what's a bad day. I'm going to leave that up to someone or something much of a higher purpose than me. I'm just going to focus on high-level stuff, how to be a good person. What do I want to achieve with my life? How am I going to help people? And I'm not going to focus on the whys or the day-to-day organisational. Like it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter how I get there. Let's just keep the focus on, on who do I want to be as a person? And then your actions through the faith will guide you in that direction naturally, which I'd say you're uh, you're fair, fairly strong proof of that. Hmm.
0: I feel the actions that come through the faith or the, the shift in the way you go about life. Once you have faith in, in the grandness, in the divineness of all things in which we have no idea what's happening. Uh, the, the action or the, the shift in that is, is seeing everything as an opportunity, everything. Like I've had, I've been saying this a lot on some of the calls I've been having with people recently. It's like,
1: yep.
0: if someone says to me, Oh, I got I'm really struggling with anxiety or I'm just like, I just feel like I've got a lot of fear coming up right now. Awesome. Great. What a wonderful opportunity. To connect, (laughs) I'd love to see that. I'd love to see you on the call (laughs) with it with a deeper part of you. You know what I mean? If, If fear and anxiety is coming up, there's a part of you in there that thinks I'm disconnected from the whole. There's a part of you in there that's afraid and it just wants love. And the way it asks for love is through anxiety, doubt, worry, insecurities, survival patterns. That's the way these, these wounded parts of us ask for love. So when an opportunity comes up and you feel like you're feeling the fear, we get a chance to heal. We get a chance to go deeper into connecting with the unconditional love in which we are. That's the purpose of spiritual growth. That's the purpose of evolution to evolve into love, evolve back to love. Yeah, man. That's cool. I put it. And and I, I I caught up with your mum the other day, bro. Um, oh yeah, she said. Yeah, and and for those for those who don't know, for those who know me closely, know um, you've had a big impact on my life, and so has your mum. And like growing up around you and your family, um, and your dad, of course. But like your whole, your whole family had like a really big impact on me because I was around your house all the time, essentially. Yeah. And we travelled so much together, and I was chatting to your mum about, about this about how you went through not a lot of trauma growing up <laughs> <laughs> because your mom was 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 on this path has been on this path for a long time. Like and she's been through a lot and she was the one that passed down all the Wayne Dyer books and allowed me to you know supported supported my 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 growth when I was starting out in this journey and so did you. But it's a it's an indication that we each have like a a different a different spiritual purpose here. Like we're, we're each here to learn very specific lessons that are unique to our our soul. Some people maybe have to go through some intense dark trauma and within that lies some really big lessons and keys that unlock the next level of their their soul's evolution into the next lifetime, whatever that may be. You know, and for you maybe maybe your lessons are are here in, in it's just disguised in different ways and your and your purpose is, is is everyone's purpose is unique but yeah i just think um for the people who have gone through a lot of trauma and are like feeling the 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 pain in that right now then i just see it as like such great opportunities to 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 grow and evolve that's what this time is asking of us right
1: mm. yeah i think it's yeah i think it's about like can you take can you take some personal responsibility for your life situation as well I think it's hard I think it's hard for people that go through trauma that don't have any prior belief system or like belief in a higher power because then it then it is just this is my life this trauma is happening to me and then that's it that's the end of the that's the end of the progress there and it often stays stuck there I think if you're on this, on some form of spiritual path, have some form of belief or faith in a religion. That's the key to then using that, using that experience. Like you said, as how can I take some responsibility for the situation I'm in and how I'm going to react to it? Hmm. It's extremely important to do a lot of the stuff you've done and go within, experience the trauma. Don't just avoid it and run away, but truly feel it acknowledge it and then try to move past it and then once in that in that process of moving past how can you take responsibility for your actions moving forward from there and not hold on to that in your future actions i mean how do you how do you move past that um i don't know if you've got any advice around that like what mm. what do you do in your actions to to make sure that they're not impacted by past trauma or past behaviors or things that have affected you because i see that a lot with like especially with historic relationships like you've been harmed or hurt by someone in the past, maybe a family member. Like, how do you, how do you make sure that your future interactions with them aren't impacted by that?
0: Mm. Yeah, it's funny. I've found uh, a lot of the work that I, that I do now with with people on an individual level has um, evolved into, into this work, like into dealing with things on an emotional level because a lot of the personal development stuff that we're trying to 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 get through a lot of it sometimes is stuck we think it's mind. think positive, read lots of books, you know learn lots of things, do lots of things. but if you're still carrying around patterns of thinking that are rooted in emotional trauma because that's where it comes from. Mm. We experience something that results in us feeling a certain way that 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 was really intense for us at a young age, and then our mind will create these stories or meanings to try and protect us from having to feel that again mm. and they're like avoidance patterns like anytime anything might trigger us we, we avoid it or we stay away from it and these stories that the mind creates is essentially trying to distract us from having to feel the underlying trauma mm. and you know you see it in relationships all the time like you keep getting the same experience until you learn the lesson that's underneath which is there's a part of, there's a part of us that needs love and attention. There's a wounded part of us in there. So yeah. until we can get in there, it's, it's really about noticing and slowing down and, and noticing, okay, you know, what is this pattern that I've been replaying that's keeping me stuck, mm-hmm. spiritually stuck, spiritually dead. Essentially you, you're, you're playing this repetitive pattern. Maybe you're, you keep procrastinating on taking action that you know you should take. Maybe every time you go into a relationship, you close off because you don't want to open up and get vulnerable because the last time that happened, you got hurt. Maybe it's you have some perfectionism. You don't want to share anything with the world because you're afraid you're going to get judged. Underneath all this stuff is a fearful emotion that's coming from the past that we're too afraid to go in there again. It's our mind saying, hey, last time we did this, we got hurt and we don't want to feel that again. Mm. So a lot of the times it's um, the, the work that I do is just creating a really safe space for someone to feel seen and heard and, and, and allow the trauma to be heard. I, mean, I
1: don't think, I think you know, something I've taken for granted in my life, the ability and access I have to people that will wholeheartedly hear me without judgment. I I, I, mean, you're, you're, I think you're bang on there. I think I, I've taken that for granted, but I'm, not, I'm sure there's so many people out there that don't have that outlet or yeah. don't have that person they can rely on to talk candidly to and open up. Um, especially, I'm gonna say, especially me, like men. I know yeah. you've touched on that, but to have, for me to have you and my whole other group of friends that like I can talk to them about anything emotional. That's um, that's so important, man. man that's some wise words, There's a lot of a lot of wisdom in what you're saying there.
0: <laughs> Thanks, brother. Yeah, no, but but you you're right. Around the, that's all we want most of the time, man, is to feel understood. Mm and one of the one of the yeah. things I've noticed this come up as well one of the things that I often notice of of what friends will sometimes do friends who aren't um perhaps at a at a deep enough level to understand the the mechanics of trauma will say'll say uh, we'll say, uh oh, no no josh don't don't you shouldn't be feeling that mate come on mate you're, you don't let her make you feel like that you're stronger than this. don't let it bother you
1: mm, try to brush
0: past it, yeah yeah but but if it is, if we are in pain and we are hurting, we need someone to feel like, say, dude, it's okay. It's okay to be feeling this. Mm. I'm here for you. You know, we can. You can feel hey, it for as long as you need to.
1: That's the. I think that's the, that, that. Those two was there. It's okay. Mm. Like, to know that you're not feeling something. Like that. Your that your pain is justified. You know, what I mean that you're. You're like it's okay to feel that way. You don't have to be embarrassed or like. You don't have to, you don't have to be, I try and hide it. It's like, it's all right. That's, that's so important.
0: Yeah. 100%. I'll
1: put the, I'll put the word out there. If there is anyone that listens to this, I can guarantee myself and Geordie are more than happy to listen to anyone who doesn't have anyone to talk to. 100%. Yeah. That's, that's one of the things I, I, I think I'd say that's one of my passions in life is that I don't want anyone to feel, I don't want anyone to feel like that. Like, I know I've felt like that at certain points in my life, even though I've been very lucky to have the people around me that I have. And for the few occasions that it's happened, it's been horrible. And I can't imagine if there's someone that has that on a, you know, semi-permanent basis.
0: Yeah. Well, if you think about it, a lot of, uh, a lot of it sometimes comes from uh, our childhood upbringing. Um, when I say our, meaning the people who have experienced trauma, mm. who didn't have parents that were emotionally aware enough to know that the child was going through trauma and they could be there emotionally to support that soothing process. And most parents are doing the best job they can. But yeah, man. if the parent isn't fully whole and integrated and they haven't done this inner process, then what's going to happen is they're projecting a lot of their emotional blocks onto the child.
1: That's Eckhart it's the pain yeah. body. man. Pain body. Yeah. So it's a, that's one of the, I think that's my favorite Brene Brown quote as well. It's that pain that's not transformed is transmitted. Mm. It's passed down through generations, and if you don't, if you don't, if you don't do any work, or if you don't, if you if you avoid that that childlike pain or your trauma your entire life, you pass it down to your children, and you pass it down in day to day in day to day engaging and and relating to other people. Like, someone says something that strikes a nerve, and you lash out at them, or you get defensive, and all of a sudden, that pain has been transmitted to that person. Like even in a brief encounter, that that pain that has not been dealt with has just been passed to that person, and it might only be might only be a five minute encounter. You might be rude to someone that you're ordering coffee from because you got hurt. You got hurt that morning. Your partner said something bad to you, and you're in a bad mood. Even on the level like that, it's it's like you can see how rife it is in society. Yeah
0: but having a having a safe space is really is really big having a safe space to be seen and heard and you know if you again again i'll um echo what you said if we if, if people listening don't have a friend group or someone who they can reach out to and talk about what it is that they're feeling and going through then there's people out there like me and you more than happy to hold space with people and it's 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 awesome to see more um people opening up online and I I kind of in a bit of an echo chamber on social media, I only follow people who are on the similar path or or personal development journey, but I'm always amazed to see like when I post some content or, and someone random will just reach out and be like, Oh, you know, man, that really resonated. Mm. And I've noticed since I've been back in Perth, man, more guys from, from Australia. And I've noticed this interesting comparison now between being in Canada for couple of years and noticing the, the types of trauma that people are overcoming out there and now seeing it here in australia the and the men out here go about it a bit of a, in a different way i actually think it's harder for them to open up mm. it's yeah, harder for know, them to open up you don't up. know what's
1: yeah. you don't know what's going into like the cultural background or yeah you know, what the blocks are there yeah or the expectations they feel Wow, it's interesting stuff that you work on. It's, it's, uh,
0: it's amazing. Thanks, man. I guess I, that's, an, that's an assumption. I, I, I probably shouldn't make that assumption. It's, hard, <laughs> it's harder to open up um, because I'm sure it fucking is hard enough for a lot of men all over the world, mm. regardless of where you grow up. Um, it's just here in Australia that, that alcohol is a big problem. And um, I've seen it. I've not seen it anywhere worse than what we have here in terms of coping mechanisms. And I just think alcohol is a real fucking, it's a nasty drug, man. It's a nasty fucking drug, and I've I've been on some men's circles now online here in Australia, and I'm on there, bro. Right? I feel so I feel like I won the lottery in terms of the way I've been brought up in my life, and the mm-hmm. net like you said, like the network and the people I've had around me to support me, mm-hmm. and to hear about what some guys have gone through on their personal development journey. I'm like, dude, respect, like fucking the fact that you're you've come this far and you've you've got through all that. So that's where I feel. Like that's where my purpose lies. I've been blessed to be born in Australia and be given the, the, the upbringing I've had, then I feel that's my role to like pass it down. And it, like you said, help others who didn't have to go through this pain, you know? Spot on, man.
1: All right. I, was, I had a question for you. Mm. We're, at the, now we're up to episode 50. 50 it's, episodes. It's Holy been, crap. It's that's been wild. so many years since you started. Yeah. I had a little maybe finishing question. What do you think, like what are the three biggest things you've learned on your journey? from starting in 2017?
0: Mm. Oh, that's huge, bro. <laughs> I'm sorry to hear that's you huge. as such a big yeah. question. Damn. Um, the, the first one would definitely be things always work out. Yeah, that's a good one. Things always work out. Yeah. Like, there were so many times when I was like, fuck, have I made the right decision? Or like, how am I going to come up with the money to pay my rent? Like, yeah. What's going to happen? Am I going to be able to get through this? Should I, should I make this investment in myself? And it always worked out.
1: Yeah. You know, I think the importance to add to that is it works out no matter how much worry you put into it or not. Yeah. Like you can either, it'll either work out with no worry or it'll work out with you worrying every day. And one of them's a lot easier mm-hmm. than
0: the other. Yeah. Yeah. So true. Um, <laughs> so that, that was, that was a big one. Definitely being when I moved downtown Toronto, that was a big lesson that, that I, that I took on yeah um and and the the other one man i guess this is another big lesson is i can't do it on my own
1: yeah that's a that's a a good one as well
0: and i thought for a long time yeah i was trying to do this shit on my own you know i can figure it out i don't need to hire a coach i don't need to like get mentors i don't need to ask for help i got this nah everything changed when i said hey i'm fucking struggling with this hey can you yeah, can you help me out or like reaching out to someone or a coach who was f- further down the line than me. And I was like, how do they figure that shit out? <laughs> right. I yeah. feel
1: like, I feel like everyone that goes down a spiritual path encounters that like once you get there, you then transition your personal identity to a spiritual identity. Yeah. And then that's when the pride gets in there. Cause you're like, I'm now spiritual. I don't need to learn. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? And you realize how much there is to learn at every phase of your life, like and constant, detaching from the identity, regardless of what, what point in your life you're in. Yeah. Uh, I've been there.
0: Yeah. Yeah, exactly. That that spiritual ego that sometimes forms. <laughs> yeah. Um, and I guess the last one I would say is, um, using, using fear, man, using fear as the navigator. I was doing that for since I left and it was always, and I'm reflecting right now, like, what is the, the next thing that I'm afraid? Like, what's that next big leap? Um, because behind the fear is always the next level. Like, what's your greatest fear? Like, what's that one thing you've been putting off, that one action you've been scared of taking yeah. because of an excuse or, or, or a pattern of thinking that's trying to protect you? Yeah. Um, and my biggest, my biggest one that I went through in last year was the public speaking. Like, so afraid, I so afraid of speaking and being That seen. was a great speech as well. Thanks, man. Yeah, and it was, it was such a, like, oh, damn. Just to, to, to commit to it and be like, you know what? I'm going to overcome this face it because i know on the other side is a greater level of my expansion the yep. next step in my journey so i guess yeah if whatever whoever's listening if there, there are fears that you've got that like you things you've always wanted to do but you're afraid to do it whether it's share content on social media or you know travel the world or like let go like just do something adventurous whatever it is that's that's the that's the path that's the path to follow mm. what about yourself man what I, don't you know I don't know if I don't know they're out of top those. That's that's just great advice. Nah dude, you've got you've got some you've got some deeper truths in there as well.
1: I like your first one. I think I'll share mm-hmm. your first one.
0: Because when I first moved to Sydney,
1: that was a big risk for me. But I kind of already had a sense of belief in the in the in the process. And I, like before that I'd I'd experienced a lot already of like like you say, things just work out. And I'd, I'd already taken on a lot of lessons of not having to worry about the future, just worrying about the present and making sure that you're like being true to your values and the future will work itself out. And I, I tried to maintain that when I moved here in very difficult circumstances and it just worked out, man. And I, I realized I look back at it now and I go, I, it worked out with very minimal worry and I could have very easily worried a lot and I would have had the same outcome. Mm. And I'm so thankful that I already had that lesson when I did it, because it just made a very typically high-stress process not that stressful.
0: Dude, I actually had a flashback while we were talking to uh, a conversation that we had. You know, after I would just moved out to Toronto and I hadn't didn't have a job yet, and I was starting to like worry. Fuck, you know, how am I gonna? How is this gonna go? What am I gonna do? You know, and, and I called you because you'd already done the leap and done the move out to Sydney, and and everything did work out. And we had a very similar conversation. It was just like. There's no need to worry. <laughs>
1: yeah, I always remember what I always remember what my dad said, and this might be a this might be a privileged quote to to relay. But he said, "No matter where you're, no matter where you go in the world, you're only 24 hours from home." Hmm. And I found that wow at the True. at the time when he said that, I was 21, and obviously in a privileged position where if I went to South America and got myself in a troublesome situation, they'd pay for me to come home obviously not everyone has that, but yeah. that allowed me a lot of freedom to go away. Well, yeah, he's right. Like,
0: mm. If I don't
1: like, I feel like a lot of people face that way. I could have gone to Sydney, hated the job, didn't have any friends, didn't like the city. And just him saying that was just like, well, it doesn't matter if any of that happens. I can come home tomorrow. Like, exactly. Yeah. You're not locked into a decision. Like that was, that was, that was a really yeah, I really, that really helped me. Two, two more, two more for so, I actually, I put this on my intentions for the year, but I actually think every time I remind myself of it, I realize how important it is, and I put on there that I want to smile at strangers more. And I, could, I gotta say, such a small change has such a monumental impact to your outlook on the world. Because especially when you're in a busy city like Sydney, working in the working in the CBD, and you're walking past thousands of people a day. And without any form of interaction, I always found that really strange when I, I used to go to the train station and people are very habitual. I'd go to the train station, same time every day, I'd stand in the same place on the platform every day and everyone else would have their own little spot in the platform. And I, I, could, I was like, I literally stand next to this woman every day and I know nothing about her. And I found it really strange. And just that small change of just smiling at strangers and I, re- I just reminding myself of it you realize how little you do it and when you get a smile back it's literally like it melts you man i was like wow people like these people like there's people around me that i'm so unconscious of half the time and that's I, that's a i don't know i really it's such a simple one but i really really liked it and the third it would have to be something to do with i don't know acceptance of the moment which is a big one to bundle up into one thing but it's, I suppose it ties into like belief or just acceptance of the acceptance of what's happening right now as part of a bigger picture and it ties into the first one as well. It's like the not worrying, but I don't know, man, that's, that's like, that has allowed me to live a more peaceful life than I could ever have, have thought possible. Like I live, if I remind myself that in the morning, I have a peaceful day that things are happening for a reason and that reason is always okay. It's my choice, whether I look at upon it, good or bad yeah that's helped me a lot man
0: Mm. thanks man yeah i i can you certainly embody that so i can certainly uh i can certainly add testament to the fact that you you live by that so i i I appreciate you sharing these these truths man i think uh there's there's been some valuable wisdom shared in this episode (laughs) the 50th episode of the station what a what a time brother wow You've almost gone
1: completely dark there as well. i have gone it? dark. Yeah, it was dark. <laughs> I can barely see. <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
0: you, you, it's, it gets dark out here pretty early now. Starting. I know, the, mate. It's rainy know. and cold. Um, but we're in Perth for the next little while. Hopefully, we're going to cross paths soon. Oh, well, mate,
1: my sister's having a fourth baby, mate. So, ah. I've got to. Uh, it's due in two months. So, hopefully, the restrictions ease so I can come back over to Perth. And yeah, see the fam and
0: see you guys. And I'm looking forward to that, man. Yeah, man. Looking forward to that. Well, mate, I, I'm gonna let you. Uh, I'm gonna let you get going because it's uh, dinner time out in Sydney, and uh, Indeed. this has been an amazing episode. And then for people who want to uh, continue, perhaps continue this conversation with either of us or get in contact with you, Josh. Um, you know, Instagram, Facebook, main platforms. Um, your Facebook is Josh Collins, and on Instagram, you're um, at J Cole Eleven. J Cole Eleven, yes,
1: yeah, man.
0: Uh, and uh, and yeah, man. This I'm, I'm sure we're gonna have. Pl- I'm excited to see what the next fifty episodes is gonna be like, and. <laughs> I'm sure we'll be have you back on here uh, many more times, and uh, we'll make it the hundredth, uh, an extra special one as well.
1: Right. It's always lovely to chat to you. Amazing, brother.
0: Thanks for yeah, joining man. us.
1: Nice, no worries, bro. Thanks, guys. Have a good night.
0: Hey, there we have it, guys. Thanks so much for listening to this episode and. Yeah, look, if you made it this far, cool. Here's my voice again in your ear and I'm going to make one more request for you is go ahead and subscribe and leave a comment on the podcast page because I'm really putting a lot of focus and attention on getting this podcast out to more people because I know what I'm putting in here can serve and bring value to, to people and it would mean a lot if you got value from this to to leave some feedback and, and subscribe so you stay up to date with what's coming up. Um, and as always, follow me on Instagram and love hearing from you. It's at State Shifters. Uh, Until the next episode, guys, thank you so much and I appreciate you.